You're listening to a podcast of the Sunday morning message from Grace Christian Church in the city of Cork on the beautiful south coast of Ireland. We hope and pray that it will be a blessing to you. Good morning, everyone. <clears throat> Can you hear me? Yes, perfect. Uh, just make sure you close the door that nobody escapes, you know. So, but Tom is downstairs if you want a, a different message. Uh, today I'll be sharing about, I think, a very important piece in the Bible, and it's when Jesus appeared for the first time to disciples after that he resurrected on that day. So it's that Sunday morning he resurrected, and on that evening, the very first evening, he appears for the first time that we know of, and he talks to the eleven of disciples. Now, usually I do not share why I bring that message, how I came to this message, because you'll be there for hours. But I feel that for this time, if you allow me, I'll just give me one minute. Why am I talking about that today? Uh, about a month ago, a month and a half ago, I felt the Holy Spirit talking to me and saying, like, talk about Jesus in the Old Testament, where it is mentioned, where he was, all his plan, his pattern, and his coming. So I'm preparing this. Then at Easter, I go to France. And I feel like the Holy Spirit showing me in John chapter 20 from verse 19 to 22, 23. And I feel like God is showing me that when he appeared for the first time, I want you to talk about something that I've been saying in the last few weeks. And I want you to keep repeating it. So I'm like, okay. So I do research. I pray. I read about it. And then when I come back to, you know, the typical human thing that you do, I'm crazy. I invented all that. This is coming from my head. So come here in the morning, Sunday morning in cafe church. You know, you come early to prepare and all that. And then somebody comes. I don't know if he's here this morning. I didn't tell him. Richard, are you in the room? Richard? No. Okay. Richard come to me and said, Farad, I want to share a verse with you. And I think it's for you. And guess what it was? John 20 from verse 19 to 22. So I'm saying, okay, God, you're mighty. You know everything. So I'm just going to submit and let's hear what he has put on my heart. And hopefully you'll receive more. So <clears throat> let's set the tone straight away. Will you pray with me? We'll just pray that the Holy Spirit will guide us this morning. So Father God, as we gather here this morning, maybe we can hear you, maybe not. Whatever the place we are, but please this morning, let us come and humble ourselves to you. May your word be real this morning and you only be glorified. Lord, humbly use me. Let me not to forget my words. Let me not be stuck with words and only talk about you and you alone. Let me put in people's mind what you want us to share but Lord, that you will be glorified this morning, that whatever is in our mind, whatever is happening in our life at the moment, Lord, that you will quiet down those voices and that you let us come to your presence. Holy Spirit, I just ask you that you will be the king in this room, that you will be the master and we will receive your word. And I thank you for this opportunity and freedom. In your name, Lord Jesus, amen. Amen. So peace be with you. When you become a Christian, so first there's, depending on the experience, but you start to see God everywhere and it's lovely. And as in his word, it becomes real. When you read the Bible, there's that warmth inside you. It's real. But then as you start to, and I'm 20 years Christian this year, and you start to think God start to show me that in his words, there's way more layers that I can understand. There are so many things we can learn. And he's God, the creator. So of course, I cannot equate to his mind, but you can learn. But, and I remember, do you remember the story of Samson, a quite a colorful man? Do you know, we don't know what he looks like, but we know he had long hair and he was quite strong. Do you know, all the opposite of what you have in front of you today, okay? So, hey, don't laugh, okay? Now, but here we go. I remember reading this story, and as you start to do research and all that, you start to see details that you haven't seen before. And the one that really struck me, I remember, so... Samson being Samson, you know, he's going to get married, he's excited, there's the seven days party, testosterone flying, do you know, and he said, you know what, in my infinite wisdom, I'm going to annoy people like the way he does. So he goes, he says to the family he's going to marry and all the people, I'm going to give you a riddle and I'll give you the five days to figure out. If you can't figure out, I'll give you 30 clothes of linen and so on and so on. So 
the week goes on and they can't figure out. Then the same story happened, the same pattern in his life. His wife to be comes, she managed to get the answer. She goes back to the other people, she gives the answer. So then he gets annoyed because they guessed. And then it's read, you read in the Bible that from the wedding where he went to the village next door, he beaten up 30 people. He took their clothes, put it on his back and walked back. So I'm like, okay. And then we start to do the research. So for me, when I read the, the story the first time, I said, okay, let's just say it happened here. And it's maybe by the train station. Okay? Except the distance is 40 kilometers. That's a marathon. People run that this morning. I didn't see anybody finishing the line. I've seen that a few years ago. Usually, usually people, when they finish a marathon, don't go for a boxing match. And then put something on the back and run back another marathon. Do you know what I mean? So he said, okay. And I start to see that naturally when I read the Bible, I will put my own pictures. I will put what I see around my life. You talk about grass, naturally I put the grass I see in Ireland. Somebody from Libya will see grass differently. Do you understand what I'm saying? So God started to show me that the way that he says things and the way he behaves, there's so much to learn. And I'm going to use that this morning to hopefully see there. So we're going to first uh, see at what he does, the Lord Jesus Christ himself, before he says this, peace be with you. And then what he says. There are so many layers in the Bible and ask the Holy Spirit to let us see so we can strengthen our relationship with him. So are you with me? Brilliant. Let's read if you can go to the next one. So this is recorded in chapter 20, John chapter 20, from 19 to 22. So, on the evening of that first day of the week, when the disciples were together with the doors locked for fear of the Jewish leaders, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. And after he said this, he showed them his hands and side. And the disciples were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. If we can go to the next one, please. Verse 21. Again, Jesus said, peace be with you. And as the Father has sent me, I am sending you. And with that, he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. Those are the first word recorded of our Lord Jesus Christ on that day that we know of, obviously. Okay, so I'd like to pay attention to this and how we can apply that. Can we go to the next slide and just read the first verses again? On the evening of that first day of the week, so that's the Sunday evening after that he was resurrected, when the disciples were together with the doors locked for fear of the Jewish leader, Jesus came and stood among them and said, peace be with you. This is the scene that the stage is set. If you go to see a movie, if you're going to see a theater, whatever, the first scene is very important. It sets the tone. The rest of the movie is going to follow that usually. Okay? And that's exactly that what he's doing here. And we see three details there are very, very important. Can we go to the next one? The first one. The doors are locked. I've read that many times. I never paid attention to it. The next one. They are frightened. And the third one, Jesus comes to them and stands there. And that's what he does before he even says, peace be with you. In every action that the Lord has revealed in the Bible, there is something to learn. So let's have a look at the first one. The doors are locked. So I love the way it appears here. And it's clear there, it's showing us that he can go to places where no one else can go. Because think of it, it could have appeared in so many different ways. So many different ways. A dove would have appeared, the roof would have opened, and bang, he was there. Heaven could have appeared and did something. There are so many ways. But I love the way he came. He could have come. I know they don't have doorbell, but he could have rang the doorbell. And lads, I'm outside. Please let me in. Do, do you know what I mean? He could have opened the roof and come down. He could have shouted, hey, lads, I'm outside here. Don't be afraid. There are so many, many ways he could have done it. And he had no need to appear to them, but in his infinite wisdom, he did it. And there the Lord is saying that this is my first day as the risen Christ. In everything I do, I glorify the Father. So for you, can receive my word 
and get closer to the Father. And that's for us. He can go to places where no one else can go. When the doctor says that can't be done, if God decides it's going to be done, his will will be done. When a counselor says, I can't help you, when God says, I will help you out, then he will help you. And it's to have that faith that on his first day, if you want, in his new job, if you think of it like this. That's what he's setting. The first rule, the first thing, he goes to places where no one else can go. When those voices growing up, you're stupid, you can't do it. Whatever is the reason, whatever put you back, God can go there and he can help you. I remember the first time where the word of is a mighty counsel became real inside me. There's that warmth, it changes you. I was having a coffee, somebody passing and it just brought that negative thought in my mind. And suddenly I could realize that I can talk to him as my counselor and he can heal me in places I wasn't even aware of. Do you know what I mean? He has shown me in my life, and I bet in your life, that no one knew. And he was able to show you this. And when he does, not only he shows you what is the issue or the core or the seed, he will help you. He will bring you to those green pastures, along those calm water that's recorded in Psalm 23. And he'll bring you to those places. Because he said so from the very first day. And that's all that because the doors were locked. The next one we see, they are frightened. He didn't wait, he came right where they are. And to be honest, sometimes less now, because I realize how little I know really. But when I read the Bible in the early days, I couldn't get understand how come the disciples kept doubting. Like you walk with Jesus, you slept with Jesus, you've seen the miracles, and yet you still don't believe? You're still frightened? What's your problem? And then somehow God starts to show to you, and look what you have done. Okay, all right, okay. God won, Farad zero. Let's not mention that, you know. But here we go. Like, you know, he, I love that he could have come. <laughs> no, God wouldn't do that. But like, you know, he could have come with the fingers and said like, I told you so. I told you so. How many times? Do you remember we had no food with two fishes? Do you remember what I did? Do you remember I walked on water? Do you remember raising the dead? I told you so. Why didn't you believe me? He didn't do that. Or you would have, you Egypt, I showed you the word. Didn't you see with everything I've done? You didn't know? Seriously? Come on, like, I've created the world. I told you from the beginning. Still, you didn't believe me? He didn't do any of it. He just came where they are. And sometimes, whatever is the fear that prevents you to go to the next step, and usually fear, if you start to look at it, deep inside, there's pride. When Jesus appeared to me in the mosque the first time, I didn't see it physically, but his presence, it took me 15 months to really believe in him. I'm like, what have I done for those 15 months? Wasting time. But he was patient. He came while I was doing Ramadan in the middle of a mosque. And he came and he spoke to me. I never heard of Jesus before only as a prophet in the Quran. And yet he came and spoke to me. He didn't wait that I get my qualification. I have a better English. I get married. I have kids. I pay my mortgage, whatever. No, he came right there and then. And that's what Jesus can do now with the reason Christ and fear, when Jesus comes and we have this fear, doesn't mean that magically that fear will go. But you know that sense of it paralyzes you when you go to that place and you can't move? Then you are freed from that. That was the peace of God will give you beyond understanding. And we look at that in a second. But that fear that prevents you to do things, like I love when I read Daniel, even though there was a decree to not pray at a certain time, he didn't say, okay, I will serve God and I will serve God. What I will do, I will do. He went at the window and he kept praying. If it was me, I will go at the back and pray. I'm not those super Christian, you know, like where they go and bring them to places. You know, those movies where they, they catch them and, you know, they torture them and they never talk and all that. If it was me, as soon as they catch me, I would confess to everything, everything. I shot JR, you know, like, uh, yeah, 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 it's me. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, I'm not that type of person. 
That's right. Like, so thank you, God. I'm in Cork and not Saudi Arabia. Do you know what I mean? So amen to that. But you know what I mean? Like, so let's be right. Fear controls me. And it's deep down. And my mighty father, when he started to show me, logically, it's not logical, but he go to that places, he shows you with love, and then you change. The more I walk with God, the more I see like, oh, he was there, he was there, that was part of his plan. I thought I did it all. I did nothing, nothing at all. I walked to keep my faith, fair enough, but after, nothing, nothing at all, but he can. So if you have a fear that stops you to go forward, he can, he can. On the first evening, on the first day, that's what he's showing us, very first day. And then the next one, that's my favorite one. When I became a Christian, I was in England, in Liverpool. And I love the verse when he says, you know, go into your bedroom, close the door. And that's what he will see who you really are. I love that place. You don't have to pretend anymore. You don't have to speak a certain way. You don't have to dress a certain way. You're just yourself. And those moments when you feel his presence and you talk and you can be real, it's just magic. It's just unreal. And that sustains you through those hard times. But he says, like, you know, comes to them and he stands there. You don't have to be knowing so many verses by heart and that's good. I, I encourage you to do that. Read the Bible more. I encourage you to do this. But don't think that whatever is in your life, when I will fix that, then Jesus will come to me. It's today. It's now that Jesus has to come. Don't wait to tomorrow because you might be coming out this evening or your soul will be requested tonight. You don't know. So don't let that go. Whatever is the issue, whatever is preventing you to get closer to God, let him come now. He's there. He won't judge you. That's why the God, the creator who created you, came and left all that in heaven, this mighty place to come to. And sorry to say, but to that dirt, if you compare that to heaven. And he died for us. And that was planned. Not it was a last minute thought. That was planned. So don't wait next week or tonight or whatever. Come as you are, as he did with the disciples. There were so many lists I could have said, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong, you don't deserve that. And yet he did it. And when you start to see how God behaved and in his action, he was God and human at the same time. And not once he used his identity, his special VIP card. He always went and submit himself to the will of the Father. Not once, not once. He showed us that in his humility down here, because he loves us, he went on the cross to get something that we couldn't do ourselves. Do you understand how mighty is that? That I don't have to work. I don't have to wash myself. I don't have to read so many verses before I can even meet God. And there he comes from where you are. It's nearly too easy. And that we have to do that every day to remind ourselves of that. Yes, I'm such a sinner. Yes, I have so many mistakes, uh, whatever the reason. But yet he's still there and we can go there. And that's just the three actions on the first day. And all that set the scenes. And then his first words, his very first word. That's recorded that we know. So if we can go to the next one. And this is what he say. Peace be with you. The God, the creator, in John 1.1, 1, 1, it's like the word was with him and he was the word, says that to us. With what he just did three days ago and rose on that day, peace be with you. And if that's, he says that twice, we need to pay attention. Do you know what I mean? And I will finish at the end next time, but I just want to put one thought in your mind there. When I was preparing the message, so I was just focusing on peace be with you because I felt the Holy Spirit was telling me this. But as I start to go, just the week before, on a Tuesday before preparing the last part uh, of the message, I felt God said, okay, have a look on what Michael shared in the last two weeks. So you go online, you go to the Grace Ireland website, you see at the blog, uh, the, you go to the blog and you see the two messages. And the Holy Spirit, through Michael, talk about purpose and power and it's like it's not an experience I got on that day but it's like God allowed me to see something through his word and I'm going to share that with you but I would encourage you 
I would encourage you not only to take notes if you can today and to see what the Holy Spirit is saying, but to go and listen to the two messages that Michael preached and to see the pattern that God is repeating in the last three, four weeks. He's talking. He wants us to hear. So we pay attention and including myself. So I'll come back to it at the end, but I just want before I start there. So he is there and he says, peace be with you. So this is the action. So let's see the, the first one. So that's in verse 20. And after he said this, he showed them his hands and side. And the disciples were overjoyed. And when they saw the Lord, again, Jesus said, peace be with you. As the Father ha has sent me, I am sending you. Okay, so let's analyze that. Let's look at that. I know I teach computer and maths, but somehow I still get confused with vertical and horizontal or horizontal and vertical. So I'm going to use the analogy of the cross. The cross is made of two parts, the vertical and the horizontal. Are you with me on this one? So I'm going to use that, just this image to help us hopefully to remember what he was saying there. Okay, let's look at the first Two things that I believe, the most important one, when he said that, is peace with Jesus Christ. The most obvious one, I meant, sorry. The most obvious one. And this is recorded there in Isaiah 9-6. At Christmas, we read that many times. I've learned it by heart. I use it in cafe church, and we use it. People, 100 years before that, they heard it. They know what it meant. A king usually is not born in a stable. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's so not our ways, like, you know. And let me read that from Isaiah 9.6. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and amen to that. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. He is now the Prince of Peace. So when you ask peace in your life, it comes in Jesus Christ. It's not going to do yoga or whatever, Pilates or whatever you want to call it. It's when you call Jesus Christ. That's where the peace will come. When the peace of God will come and he starts to show you the thing that does not please God. And you have to change to get closer to him. Then the peace of God will come. They are beyond understanding in our life. It's not easy to be a Christian. I can do the religion stuff every day. It's easy to get up at a certain time, read just read and go on. Go and pray and go on. But when you have an active force in your life through the Holy Spirit, and start to show things that you need to change, that you have to develop a sense of relationship with the true Father in heaven, I'll tell you it's not the same. It's absolutely not the same. So we need that peace in our life that's coming with Jesus Christ. He came down here and he repeated and he repeated and he showed and he acted that this is my peace. Just receive it. Don't try to get your qualification, forget about mortgage, forget about work. It is now. Now, if it's your first time here, sorry lads, but I would advise you, I would advise you strongly to make sure Jesus Christ is in your life because there's only one way. There's no other way. Only in everything that Jesus did from when he was born to on the cross, he showed us if you believe in him, you'll be saved. And if you don't, it's hell. There's no in-between. And so the first one, the most obvious one, is peace with Jesus Christ. We couldn't go to the Father before, and thanks to that we can. So that's the first one, the horizontal. Let's look at the next one. Still horizontal, peace with God. That is wonderful. I came from a Muslim background where you had to wash a certain way before you can go and pray. You have to pray at a certain time. You have to have your mat and you have to turn a certain way. Now suddenly I'm free of all that. Wherever I go, I can pray to him. I meet with other believers and we can encourage, sharpen each other's. That is amazing. So let's read what he says in Romans 5.1. That's a message on its own. Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Before I couldn't get it, before when I didn't know Jesus, when I prayed, it was like God was a million miles away from me. There was an abyss between me. And no matter what I do, I will get corrected. There was no love. There was no connection. And here, my God come down on earth, die for me, and he gave me that connection. Wherever. Uh, anybody watch you know, the movies with superheroes? Do you know, like Avengers? Anyone? Yes? Do you remember with the Hulk? When he discovered his power, you know, like there's those monsters, aliens coming and 
Captain America and say, okay, Hulk, it's time to change. Like, what's your secret? And I love it. It just, I don't know why they give me goose's bump. Like, you know, because I can see that's the life of a Christian. And he, I don't have the body, of course, you know. But uh, <laughs> he turns and he says, like, this is my secret. I'm always angry. Do you know when he transforms and all that? But this is our secret. I'm always with the Holy Spirit, not because of me, but because of what he has done on the cross. No matter where I go, when I go to the supermarket, we had a party at work Thursday night. I was able to talk about Jesus. You get up in the morning, you talk to neighbors. The Holy Spirit is with us. You don't have to do anything. He comes to you and we can do it. It's not always feelings. You learn to recognize his voice. You learn to recognize how he talks to you. This time is harder. I get up in the morning someday. I don't even want to read the Bible. So I go down on my knees and say, God, I don't want to read your word. Please help me. And then somehow he does it. And he does that for a million more people at the same time. That is mind-boggling to me. But he does it. So it's great to have this father who created all that on our side. Isn't it? Did I say that in French? We. Yeah. <laughs> oui. <laughs> Thank you, thank you. But here we go. So peace with Jesus Christ and peace with the Father. And that's recorded in his word. Then look at the horizontal. Let's look at the horizontal, what he says. Peace with others. That's recorded in Galatians 3.28. Let's read that. There is neither Jew nor Gentile, neither slave nor free, nor there is male and female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. Jesus. Amen to that. There's no more, okay, maybe cork, not cork. I understand that. But you know what I mean? It doesn't matter whether you're Irish or not Irish, whether you're French or not French, whether you're black or white, whether you're male or female. There's no sexism. There's no racism. There's no ageism. When you are in Christ, you are in Christ because he created you. We are not accident. There's no accident here. There's no coincidence. We all here this morning is well, well in control of all that. So we have an opportunity to come and worship him and give him the glory. Because when you start to stop and think of like, with everything I do every day, like from the beginning, we shouldn't even be here. If you look at the statistic, mathematically, there is no reason we should exist. And yet he did all that. And he come down and die for me. That is love that I could not comprehend. But I'm so happy he did it. So happy he did it. And that's there. Peace with others. Another thing as well. Remember, before we say anything about the brothers or sisters, think twice. Because when in Christ, that's what the word says. Be careful because not only they are under the protection of the blood of Jesus. And they're made in the image of God. So if you mess with me, you mess with him. Okay? So if you're going to say I didn't like the message today. <laughs> All right, I'm just saying, just casually here, putting there. But do you know what I mean? So be careful before we say anything. And be smart as well. There's a lot of false Christians outside as well. Be smart about it, but just be careful. But I love the freedom in that. I grew up where I've been told about my color skin. You shouldn't be able to do this. You shouldn't be doing this. Do you know what I mean? And then you start to believe it. And then I start to see God open the door for me to do certain things. And amen to that. I'll never be a runner for the 100 meters. I'll never run marathon. And I'm okay about that. I really couldn't care less, you know. But... <laughs> I want to have the word of God in my life. You talk about fear. Do you know one of my fear is that even coming this morning, will I do a good job? Let's be honest. Will my kids follow Christ when I'm not here? This is the one I hope, I hope, I hope they will. So it's important that we go back to the only person who can do it. It's him. And that's what he says on just on the first day. The first talk of peace be with you. So let's hear the next one. Peace with ourselves. This is the challenging one for me. Fear is one thing, but this one. To forgive myself for the things I have done or not done. Or the thing I have said or not said. That is the one that guilt brings me down. I wouldn't say every day, but if I look at my life, the pattern... Of my life, that's the one coming back the most. Fear and this one there. And let's read what the word of God says in Hebrew 9.14. How much more then will the blood of Christ, 
who through the eternal spirit offered himself unblemished to God, cleans our consciences from acts that led to death so that we may serve the living God. Oh, amen to that. Amen to that. So many times the voice of the enemy brought us down when Michael was sharing, you know, about Peter. And when that servant girl comes and three times she challenged him. And we're sharing about that very, very briefly, you know. If it was me planning that day and to protect myself, I would have prepared by learning verses or whatever against the big guys in the room. You know, the leaders and the one who know the law. And guess what? The enemy used that person that nobody seen or probably even respected in the room. And yet the enemy used that to hurt us. I'm all good there now. And then I go home to my family home. It's like I'm back 16 years old. I'm like a child again. And all those emotions come back and all that I should be or shouldn't be comes back. And guess what comes after? The voice of the enemy. If it's not your flesh, it's the enemy. And this is what he says. I love that. Unblemished to God cleans our consciences just with his word. Peace be with you. You can't imagine how much what had to do before Anybody sacrificed a sheep or bull or something before in this room? I know nobody. I'm just showing off, you know. Uh, But I did. It's hard work. It's hard work. And I have to come and he did it for me. It's amazing. And that's peace be with God. And if you want to attain that peace, you have to believe in that. You have to be active to put that in your life. Take that verse, learn it, and next time the guilt come, yes, but I'm with Christ now. And he will show you how to deal with that. So how do we get that peace? I like a good practical advice. Here we go. <clears throat> First, it's a gift. You don't have to work for it. Because if you did, do you know what is that? Do you know what it's called? Religion. If you had to do all those different rituals and all that, then it's not a gift from the Father in heaven. When somebody gives you a gift, they like you to receive it, they like you to enjoy it. And the heart of the Father is part of this. So we have to come and accept it. And he came like the apostle, he came where they were still afraid, they were still not believing fully maybe. And he came and he gave them that gift. The same for us. There's not one, there's no male, no female, there's no Jews, Gentiles, nothing. When he give you this gift, accept him. Because we receive it or we walk away from it. Or even more, we see because he's the prince of peace. We either receive him or walk away from him. Now, it's not like the matrix. You know, you go there and that's downloaded and suddenly you speak English or you know maths or whatever. Do you know what I mean? But you start to see it. You start to see that there are events in your life you don't behave the same way. You have to have a certain hatred for sins, like he says in Proverbs, where you don't want to be in that way anymore. And it changes you. It's not a, a quick process. Sometimes it is. I don't know why. But God in his infinite wisdom knows. And sometimes it takes time. It's like when he created the world. It was done in seven days. It wasn't done in a click of a finger, which he could have done. There is a process. There's a season. And that's how we accept him. And I love one of the first scriptures that really spoke to me when I was reading the Bible. I'm still not a believer. Is when he's on the cross. I couldn't believe that this person next to him asked him, will I be in heaven tonight? And he said, uh, well, will you remember me? And he said, you will be in heaven tonight. Even there, in the last minute, he comes where you are. That's the love of God. That's how we accept him. He didn't have to do anything for it. It was given to the unblemished Lamb of God. So let's just see the, the next one. The peace of God is what? Let's see what the Word of God says. <clears throat> John chapter 1, verse 12. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believe in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. I'm a child of God, and so do you. That's what we should be wearing every day when we get up in the morning, where you're tired, where whatever's going, but like, I am a child of God. I know where I'm going. Maybe not yet, but one day. 
And that should give you a joy that coming from inside that nothing else will give you. I enjoy a lot of things in life, but when you come to the world and it really speaks to you, when you humble yourself, that gives you a joy. No other religion gives you this. No other religion. My former religion, I can tell you, we were servants, slave of God. And then I'm a child of God. That is amazing. If I was able, I should be doing catwheels here. Do you know what I mean? So this is the joy of God. The next one, Philippians 4, 7. To be honest, that chapter is amazing. Philippians 4. I should nearly just finish by just reading that and that should be the prayer. And then, sorry, and the peace of, in Philippians 4, 7. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. It doesn't make sense. When God comes, there seems to be knowledge. When God comes, there seems to be wisdom. Sometimes when God comes, there's healing. In my brain, it doesn't make sense. But yet, he does. Because he's the God Almighty. And that's how the peace be with you come in your life. No matter what is in your life at the moment that prevents you to get closer to God or to receive that peace. That's what's written there. So whatever is pure, whatever is noble, whatever is faithful, those are the things we should be pondering and thinking about in Philippians 4. And that is in the word of God. That's where the peace be with you just starting. And I'm sure, and I'm sure, and I'm sure of that. There's way more to it that I'm able to see. There's so many explanations and deeper and deeper that I'm allowed to see at the moment. And please God, you will be allowed through the Holy Spirit to even go deeper than that. And share it with others. Do you know? And one thing as well I'd like to share before we go and uh, finish very soon. <laughs> I learned that very quickly. Do you know when you have Jesus Christ in your life, it doesn't mean it's a free pass to problems. Do you know what I mean? Like uh, um, <laughs> problems still comes down on earth, unfortunately. So you have to learn. But the way that you dealt with compared to before is completely different. And I love what C.S. Lewis says there. Life with God is not immunity from difficulties, but peace in difficulties. And before, like I hear at work, when we have, they come, oh, we're going to lose our jobs, or we're going to be transferred, or we're going to go there. I'm like, whatever his will be, his will be, because that will be the best thing for me. If he had created me, and I, I honestly have no problem with that, it means I will receive him in that. If he created me just to clean toilets, I would gladly do it. I've done it many times, like there's no problem there. But that's where I would feel his presence I would run every morning to go for that. Do, do, do you know what I mean? Whatever he created you for those many gifts and talents I give you, go there because when you practice them, you will feel his presence. You will feel his peace. And you start to see things in his world that you haven't understood. And you start to see who the heart, what is the heart of the father. And it's amazing to walk with that. It doesn't happen every day. We're human. It goes up and down. Do you know what I mean? But that's where it goes. And it's not a free pass. But you know that when that comes, you pray. And then you wait and you will see. And there's so many times in my life where God spoke to me. through there. And we are human. It hurts. I had students before who are from a Muslim background. And they said, Farad, it's Friday afternoon. I'd like to go and pray. So you're not allowed. You're in college. So you can't do this. And I said, but you are you know, Muslim. You should allow us. Well, no, I'm, I was a Muslim and now I'm a Christian. And like, okay. This is awkward. Um, so then they decide not to talk to me anymore because whatever, you know, I'm like, I'm okay, I'm going to heaven. <laughs> <So> <laughs> what do I care? Like, but do, do you know what I mean? But they don't know different. I have a peace. So before that would have hurt me in the early days, what would my parents think? What my brother and sister, what my family, my neighbors, and all that, I will lose all that. It wasn't just an easy decision. And then we go through it like, well, maybe it wasn't as hard as I made it. It was. Maybe it was me, as always. And then you carry that and you learn. And next time something comes, you're like, I think somewhere in the Bible, peace be with God is written. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's practice that. But it just doesn't happen magically. We have to cultivate that relationship with him in everything. In everything he's done, he's in it. In everything. And that's what I encourage you this morning. If you want to get that peace, see him in everything, in your talent. Do not let the voice of the enemy, do not let the voice of your flesh tell you what you should be. But hear what God says about you in his word. And it's a freedom in that. And let's go to uh, the last one. And I will ask the, <clears throat> the worship team to come and we're going to pray together. This is the last verse. 
And again Jesus said, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. This is the purpose that he gave on that day. And with that, he breathed on them, receive the Holy Spirit. And that is the power. Michael spoke about that in the last few weeks. He talks about the purpose, the provision, the purpose, and the power. The biggest purpose in our life for everyone here is that we will be ambassador of Christ, as in we will tell people about Christ Jesus, what he has done in our life, and to share it with them. Because one day, it's unavoidable. when you go through the other side, that's it. It's either heaven or hell. You can be offended by that, that's fine, but this is the truth. So I would hate to see anyone that I love in my life to go to the other place. Do you know what I mean? This is our bigger one to do. This is the most important. This is what Jesus himself with the Holy Spirit came and did for us. And this is what we have to share. And Michael was sharing about the purpose. This is the main number one. And that's why I would encourage you, the Holy Spirit saying, listen to this. This is important. I want you to apply that. I would advise you to go and listen to that message and to see what was said. Take notes. Read scripture to really see. And God, with your talent, will show you. I remember the story of this man, and I shared that before. His name, um, Billy Graham of Iran. So he became a Christian in Iran, and he went to the States, and he started his show. Do you know what I mean? And uh, so this woman ring, he said, I don't believe in what you're saying. I don't trust what you're saying there, okay? So I'm going to blow myself up in Iran. So <laughs> do what you have to do. I mean, what can I do there, do you know? He said, okay, but before you do that, please give me one week and pray in the name of Jesus. And her answer is like, listen, I'm not a little girl. I'm a grown woman. Stop your mind game. I know what you're doing. He said, no, 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 no. Give me one week and then we'll see. So she laughs, doesn't believe for one second, and she goes. So all week goes on. Friday night, so I don't know. She goes to bed, so checklist, glass of water, checked, bomb, checked, belt, checked, and she goes to bed. Perfect. I, I don't know what suicide bombers do before go to bed, you know what I mean? But here we go. <clears throat> and then she hears footsteps in, in the house, and oh, naturally she gets scared, and she said, that's it, there's burglar in my house, they're going to come, and I won't be able to blow myself up tomorrow evening. So... The door opened, and she jumps like scared. It's her mother. Her mother was crippled with cancer. She couldn't walk. She had only a few weeks to leave. And you can see the daughter jumps up like, Mama, what are you doing here? And she said, I had a vision, and Jesus appeared to me. And you know what he said? Come. That's all he said. Come. And she was healed, and she knew she met her Savior and her Creator with one word. One word. And since then, do you know what? They have a talent. Many, I'm sure, but those two women, they're good at sewing. It's one of the talents that God gave them. So, they, you know, they dress like Muslim women, and they hide Bible at the bottom of the dress. And they go to Saudi Arabia. And they say, as soon as they put the first foot to the land there, people come at different stages and say, I had a dream of you, and you have the word of God. Give it to me. Give the Bible. And they say within 10, 15 minutes, all the Bibles are gone. They don't have to do anything. This is the purpose of God. That people will know him and they'll be saved. And we can be used no matter what is our gifting or talents. No matter what. The next one, on our own, we can't do it. will last a week, two weeks, a month, I don't know. Everybody's different. But we won't be able to do it on our own. And that's where the Holy Spirit comes when the Holy Spirit comes, it's like you have wings. It's like you become Katie Taylor with that strength. I don't know, Muhammad Ali, whoever you want. Do you know what I mean? But that's who you become. And the purpose only with the power of the Holy Spirit is a different story. So this is my question for you today. Do you want to have peace with a purpose from God and powered by the Holy Spirit? You'll be mad to say no to that. <laughs> Will you please stand up? Myself and Michael, we're going to pray. And I will ask people to come in a second. But it's between you and God. But today, you have a chance to come and receive the will of God, the power of God, 
but most importantly, the peace of God in our life. When we go into worship, let's worship because we glorify God, so He deserves that at least. But I would advise you, and I include myself there, I want peace of God in my life, but I want peace with a purpose from God and power by the Holy Spirit. Are you with me on this one? Again, you'll be mad to say no to that. So let's worship Him and then let's pray. And Michael and myself will be praying. There's nothing worth more that will ever come close. Nothing can compare. You're a living hope. It's your presence, Lord. My shame is what we read and I would ask you that question first are you in a place where the doors are locked or you are frightened or you don't see him and God is telling you no matter what it is I have seen it before no matter what it is I don't want to give names on it I don't want to embarrass but like no matter it's happening whether it's on the internet whether it's with neighbors whether it's gossip whether whatever it is that is preventing you to have peace with God. And I myself go through under that. Who wants that in their life? Please come forward and Michael and myself will pray for you. But do not let the opportunity to go. Who wants peace in those moments? I would advise you to come forward and we'll pray together. Let the Holy Spirit come and minister in your heart this morning. That is the first prayer. If the doors are locked, if there's fear there to prevent you to get closer to God, He will come and He stand there. That's the first one. The second one, let's look at the horizontal. Do you have peace with Jesus Christ today? Do you have peace with God today? Do you feel that something is lacking? It's not there. Come forward, Michael and myself will pray for you that the Holy Spirit will touch you. And then look at the horizontal. Do you have peace with other brothers and sisters in the room? Does that prevent you even to get the bread and the wine? And the hardest person you have found, and I will ask pray for myself, do you have peace with yourself? Do you forgive yourself for what you have done or not done in the past? Come forward and we'll pray together. The worship team will carry on and we'll just... A prayer and care team will come forward so I will lead in the front but the other one will come and pray with us and make sure that the Holy Spirit will come Father God as even before we were born you knew about today there is no coincidence Father God for this morning everyone who's coming forward I will ask you that you will answer the prayer they have for peace Lord for people who are guilty not letting them forward in the name of Jesus Allah that you will destroy that Lord that the voice coming from parents growing up from neighbors in the community Lord that you will destroy that and that you will experience the peace of God today because it is written in the word of God Father God for people who don't have peace with others whatever was done there I ask you that you will give them the peace so they can forgive 
each other that the Holy Spirit will come and renew the mind and renew the heart in Christ Jesus Lord let them see that your word is real and I have a picture and I like to share it with all of you it's about Jesus when he's on the cross on one hand there's the thief who confess and believe and humble himself even though for the thing that he deserved to be on the cross and on the other one there's the person who didn't and I believe God is saying to you today don't worry about what you have done I have seen it come forward confess and I will bring you peace beyond understanding there is nothing new under the sun that I haven't seen or heard before so Lord for everyone in this room let us be reminded through the Holy Spirit during the week your power your purpose and your peace and we ask that in the name of Lord Jesus Amen Amen there's nothing worth more that will ever come close nothing can compare you're going to close in prayer this morning and invite you would you raise your hands with me as we close in prayer this morning I'm kind of fond of running myself and I know there's a marathon on was on this morning and I find one of two things happens to me when I'm running I either run out of strength in my chest my breath gets weak or my heartbeat feels funny I don't feel 100% or else my legs are weak sometimes I don't have strength now for some of us going out here I want to pray that we would have the strength of God to continue running the race of faith when anyone say amen. amen but for others the issue is desire it's your heart there's something going on inside your soul that's wrong I want to pray that your heart would rise up in desire and hunger for God this morning we pray that let's pray together Lord Jesus Christ we thank you, Lord, for your presence and your power in our lives. Would anyone say amen? amen? Lord, I thank you that you have a plan for every one of us this week, and we are going to walk into it, Lord. I pray for those this morning who are leaving, who need strength, Lord. As Paul said, to run the good fight of faith this week, Lord. I pray that their legs would be strengthened. I pray that their bodies would be strengthened. I pray they would walk in the promise of God that says those who wait upon the Lord will renew their strength. They will mount up on wings as eagles. They will run and not grow weary and they will walk and will not faint, Lord. That is the prayer that we pray, Lord, for strength this morning. And I pray as well, Lord, for those whose hearts desires, Lord. There are people here this morning with broken hearts. Lord, people here who are suffering disappointments, Lord. Lord, people who feel that even in their emotions, they don't feel like they even have the ability or the desire to follow you. Lord, I pray, Lord Jesus, that you would change the desires of our hearts this coming week, Lord. Lord, I thank you, Lord, your word says you grant the desires of the hearts of those who delight themselves in you. So today, Lord, we make the decision as we go into our week. We choose to delight in God our Savior. Would anyone say amen? We choose to look to him and depend on him. Lord, we look to you this week. We ask your blessing upon us, upon every one of us. In Jesus' mighty name and God's people said, amen. amen. God bless you, brothers and sisters. We're having tea and coffee upstairs. Please don't forget that. If you want to stay for coffee and tea, we're having it upstairs. Make sure you say hello to us if you're a visitor this morning. We'll be here again for night church on Tuesday night. God bless you and go with you. Over to the band. Let us